Welcome to the Inspired Purpose Podcast. We rise by lifting others. A place to learn, share, and grow with me, Penelope Jones, a certified holistic nutritionist. Me, Tara LaPera, an expert self-love and success coach. And me, Amy Brockley, a competitive Olympic weightlifter, gym owner, and daily habits coach. This is a place to hear stories of faith, breakthroughs, love, and positivity. Where women can come and share their stories to inspire us all. On today's episode, we are featuring Shalini Brault. But first, we have some catching up to do. So Hello. what do you guys have going on? I know we kind of recorded these close together, but you know, we can always find something to chat about. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. I just finished up my level two, so I have to take the test. Ah, so explain yeah. what that is for people who don't know. Um, it's my next level for my coaching certificate in um, USA weightlifting. Um, it's a next step to become a national level coach. Um, it's the last step that you can technically pay for. The rest you have to earn. Um, it was the first time they did it online. It was really cool. Yeah. Is that um, very, we had a very interactive chatty class, so that was good. So they did it online just because of this, what's going on with the COVID? Oh, yeah. Right yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's For me different. personally, as a student, I think I would have maybe liked a little bit more, you know, in person because they're, they're usually more interactive. Um, but it was, you know, it was a lot of information, but it was good. So now I just take my test and. That's exciting. That's it is exciting. I love that they're offering this though. Yeah. You know, it just keeps your mindset just still in place of where you're moving ahead. You're moving forward into everything. Yeah. Let me tell you though, I was tired. Like I was more, t- I could do this hef- heavy weightlifting workout and be fine. I, my brain, whew, brain. <laughs> it's been a minute since I've been in class. So I was like, whew, every night I'm like, why am I so tired? Brain <laughs> yeah. energy. Yeah. It's a thing. Definitely. Absolutely. Knocked off some cobwebs. So I would say that we are just anxiously awaiting twin babies in our family. So mm-hmm. for those who don't know, my daughter is in her second trimester with a boy and girl twins and she had an ultrasound the other day and baby B was bouncing around and baby E was pushing up like baby A was pushing up on baby B, like get away from me. And it's just an exciting adventure to be on and thinking about the future. And I have to say, it's really made me think about myself getting older and how much energy I want to have and how much health and vitality I want to maintain, and how I want to see these two babies. Like I became a grandmother very young. You know, my daughter had my eight-year-old grandson, um, fairly young. (laughs) And I wasn't thinking like that with these babies. I'm older. I'm almost 10 years older. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, you know, I want to see them graduate high school. I want to dance at their weddings. So just interesting as I'm diving into all of my nutrition, my nutrition course I'm doing right now and thinking about my programs and thinking about how I'm taking care of myself during this stay at home order. Um, these babies have shifted my perspective a little bit. So it's exciting. That's a fantastic why. <laughs> it is. It, it really is. It's a great know, one. I can't wait to seeing meet how much you light up just hearing about it. You know, it it just I don't know. It makes me feel all like, hmm, should I have another? No. <laughs> no. Whoa, Tara. <laughs> I'm not. I'm only kidding. I am listen, not. You're gonna be like me almost where you're gonna overlap, right? I so am. When my grandson was born, I had a twelve year old son at home. Yeah. 
right? So I was still raising a child and I was now a grandmother. And that's what happens when you spread your children out. So, yeah. so just wait, you'll have some new babies in the family. Oh no, I'm going to wait. Cause Alicia will be 20. And right. when she's 21, that's the time when I had her. So it's like, I could be a grandmom eventually in the next two years. Yes, exactly. You know, Alicia is waiting. I gave her all little siblings and she's like, Oh, Heck no. Best birth control ever. Best birth control ever. <laughs> he will let you know that. That's what my youngest Dylan said. He goes, heck no, mom. I learned from watching my older siblings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, so what's new for me is I am tearing up my kitchen. During all of this with little children running around and sanding and painting cabinets and getting ready to rip out our floor and redo a new floor. And we have a lot of house projects in the in the future. So a lot of purging, a lot of yeah. cleaning. And although yeah. this house looks like a hot mess. <laughs> house projects are, are so stressful, but then when they're done, they're so rewarding. Though. Yeah. yeah. I'm taking sure. pictures, even though everything in the background looks like SHIT. I'm taking pictures to show everybody what it looks like. So yeah, yeah. that's good. It's good for you too. I wish I would have taken pictures. Like we had our house inside painted last year. And I wish I would have taken like some before pictures just because I'm like, wow, what a difference it made Yeah, in the whole house. Mm-hmm. It does. It's a different feel, yeah. different everything, vibe. All right. Cool. Um, I think one thing I think is pretty unique in the way we've all kind of developed in the last five, six weeks, and this is me again being a little bit of a nerd and, you know, bringing in some, some, um, I love the nerd information, in but like, seeing everybody adapt to the zoom life. Right. So like for me, it's hard. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like I like to be in around people. I feed off your energy. I, whether it's good or bad, I love it. I like, and that's how I kind of conduct myself, but I'm starting to get used to being on camera. Cause you know, out of the three of us, I'm usually the one that's like, ah, I'm good. <laughs> um, but it has been really cool. And I think we were all discussing like, cause we were supposed to do um, a main street savvy event as inspired purpose. And, you know, and I was really impressed with Penelope cause she's like, why don't we do a zoom? And I'm like, you know what? We should mm-hmm. like the way we're all adapting is pretty oh, cool. I know. I wish Shalini, Shalini was at our house right now, at my house. I call it our house. Yes, yes. <laughs> I wish that she was at my house right now and that we were all downstairs sitting on my black couch yeah. when we're all together, the energy is amazing, but thank God for this technology because yeah. I'm looking at her face and I feel like she is here. Right she's glowing, right? Yeah. 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 Girl, you, you can gotta feel her energy know. through Zoom. <laughs> you can. I can feel That's your energy. That's pretty powerful. <laughs> Could you just imagine if we were at yeah. all of these? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So oh, right, thank Tara, you. why don't you tell us a little bit about our guests and we'll get chatting. Yeah. Um, so welcoming uh, Shalini. Such a beautiful name. So yeah, we met you. at... Um, uh, Kate's first time I ever met you was at Kate's. She had like a little thing at her house. Right. Mm-hmm. And the, I don't know, I just kept getting drawn to you and you came over and you said that too. Right. Yes. Like, we, and we never got to really talk. Is this and the I one we thought, just went to? Yes. The yeah, one January, January. Right. All right. So this was the author retreat. Yes. Yeah, all yeah. three of us met at, well, met you <laughs> Yes. at the um, retreat. So we've been really wanting to connect. And unfortunately, we didn't really get to connect that time there. But we have been connecting and see each other on Zoom. And then we were able to hop on a call just recently and just get to learn a little bit more about each other. So I really can't wait to meet you. Um, But let me share a little bit about you. Um, You are a heart uh, activator, a visionary, and embodied messenger of truth. 
her deep desire for you is to be your own authority by reclaiming your heart's blueprint and returning to your divine heart and remembering who you are in your truth. That is beautiful, mm. girlfriend. I actually gave myself the title heart activator. I love, I love that. it. I, I love, love it. it. That's awesome. It's who yeah. you are. You shock it. You know, you bring it back to life. You, you show us what we are really truly meant to feel and embrace in that. And that's, that's beautiful. I think it's a great place to start. Why don't we start with that? Um, so explain to us what a heart activator is for people who are like, what? What is she talking about? We're on the woo-woo world and we're right there. You say those words and I'm like, yes, yeah. activate it. Activate it. Yes. Us and they will be saying, what is a heart activator? So why don't you kind of share that with us? Yeah, I, um, I guess what I'm realizing is that everything that I'm drawn to do now, like teaching yoga, meditation, uh, you know, writing children's book, um, sharing kids yoga, sound healing, everything that I do and how I show up to share um, healing and peace um, is so we can connect to our hearts. I deeply desire that every human connects to their hearts because I see everyone really running their lives through their minds dominantly mm. and that's what that was me so mm. i get it like i totally get it so like but i'm on this end now just the way life has you know brought me to this point and for me i want to be able to heart um, activate people's hearts so then they can start knowing how to work with their mind and their heart together right now we are so separate and that's how i feel like we're either running our lives and the mind is dominating, you know, and then like it's causing all these anxious or panicky, fearful sort of um, stressful situations in our lives, or we're too much in our heart and that's causing us to, you know, have depression or live in the past and be stuck. So for me, what I would love for people to be able to do is know how to work with the mind and the heart together in equilibrium, in partnership, because we're not separate from either one of those things and we need everything. So, you know, we talk about meditation, quieting the mind, and I feel like the mind kind of is getting a bad rep nowadays. <laughs> and, you know, and yeah, okay, fine. It might not serve us well, but we need it. We, we need it as much as we need the heart. We need it as much as we need our physical body. We need it as much as we have our breath. All three things need to work together in union, in partnership, but we don't know how to do that, you know? And so with sound healing and with yoga and meditation, I feel like, or at least I would like to hope that what I'm trying to do is give people a chance to allow their mind to rest so they can get into their heart. Mm. And mm. then from there, you know, take it from, you know, then just be responsible for what, you know, what healing or what insights they receive from their heart's wisdom and bring that into their life because it's an ongoing process you know, our life journey evolving and growing and healing. It's, it's, it's a, it's a process. It's a, this is not, the cycle is never going to end. So if we can just know how to work our body, mind, heart and breath mm. in partnership, like teamwork, like what we're doing here, what the three of you do, 
um, and how you share yourselves in this world. We need to do that for ourselves. And I believe in we the people. And it, but it believe but it bring it it begins with us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's really I think good. My, my biggest lesson I learned in life, I think I've shared this on our podcast before, is I literally thought that I would hit like 40 and I would be like, I've arrived. I've evolved. I know everything I need to know. I'm a full-on successful adult. Look at me, smashing life. And I was shocked to find that that was the beginning of really so many lessons and so much more. Once I got my head around that, then I realized and I embraced that we have to keep evolving. We have to keep growing. We have to stay open. Mm-hmm. We have to know when something no it served us then, it doesn't serve us anymore. Now we need to shift. You know, we always kind of cling you know, a lot of people cling to past relationships or past habits or past whatever, because the evolving and the growing is scary, right? So I think embracing what you just said and, and I'm being open to that evolvement, you know, um, yeah, that was a that big, important. Big, thing, big thing. Yeah. And, and I think a lot of it was a result of our collective consciousness. Like, I don't think anyone chose it and any, you know, it's no, no one's fault. There's no, there's no blame. It's just, that's, that's our collective consciousness. That's just where our world is, you know, for the most part. So you just do what you know, you know, until something in the universe happens and stops you in your track and you have to, you know, be like, what is going on with my life and make sense out of everything, right? Which happened to me, which I'm sure happens to a lot of people. And then you start questioning everything and then you're looking for answers. You're seeking answers. And then you know, then you get on the path. Yeah. And I feel like that's what happened with me. Yeah. And I think that's a a good thing to kind of point out that this isn't, you know, something that you started out as. And and I think it's an important part of your story. Um, If you want, and you don't mind sharing, you know, take take us maybe on a little journey of, you know, you started out in corporate America um, and then kind of led yourself here, if you wouldn't mind sharing like that little bit of your story. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Um, Well, I grew up in New York. Um, my dad's a doctor, so you can only, this will, this will probably make sense as, as I go with my story. <laughs> okay. Um, first born in both sides of the family. Um, and my parents, like a lot of people's parents came here for a better life and opportunity for their children and, you know, all the things. Um, and so I, my community that I was raised in were, it, it was of all doctors. It was almost an unspoken rule or conditioning or programming that I was going to be a doctor myself to the point where I believed I was going to be a doctor too, because that was just my world. Um, (laughs) Until I got into high school and took my first real science class. And I was like, oh my God, I cannot be a doctor. Like I just cannot be a doctor because science was not, like my brain was not wired for science. And that was very obvious. It was not even so much like I was like a, you know, a poor student or I you know, like I had to study so hard just to get a B in science or to get a C plus in one of like, it was just too difficult. It was just too much. Um, so then that conversation had to happen, you know, about me not going to medical school and being a doctor. And then that turned into what was the next best thing for me to do that was, I guess, acceptable. Um, and that ended up being business school. Uh, I really wanted to do psychology, you know, but there was so much taboo around mental health and all of those things back in the 80s and 90s. And so I was discouraged from going into psychology and um, I went into business. And so then I did my four year degree in international business. Um, 
because I love uh, culture uh, and I believe in oneness. And so I try to bring everything that I loved, you know, uh, languages and into my, into my world. So I did international business and then I went on and I did my MBA in finance. And then that was it. Worked for corporate America because that's what you do. And you do that in New York city, which mm. I did. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but it wasn't my passion. It wasn't my heart at all. It was just what, you know, what, what I just knew to do. Right. Uh, and, you know, and I did it well, but, uh, you know, life went on, I got married and then I had my daughter and then, you know, still doing the things It was paying the bills and it's just what everyone in New York did. And then nine 11 happened. And that was what, you know, I wasn't even supposed to be downtown. I was downtown. My, uh, my office is in, um, was in Midtown at the time, but I was down there for a training. And so then, and the building was across the street from uh, 9-11. So our building shook when, you know, uh, the plane went into the tower and everything. And when we saw what was going on and there was papers flying all over our building and we, you know, at that moment, we we're all in the conference room seeing what was happening. And then when you saw on the TV screen, you know, like the second plane coming and hitting the other tower, our that. building shook at the same time because we were like right across the street. And then that was it. That was, that was, everyone was panicking. There was all this stuff. And I don't even remember really going, getting outside. I don't even know how I got outside. I was really. say, how do you even get out and yeah. get home? And, uh. Yeah, it was just, it was, it's a big blur, you know, honestly. Um, but I do remember everyone just grabbing their stuff and we took the stairs. But at that point, everyone's like, don't take the elevators, don't take the elevators because, you know. Um, and so we took the stairs coming down and that's kind of all I remember um, with a lot of people I remember it was hot it was that but you know somehow I found myself outside and then all you saw was like this uh, big hole you know just burning and then there's fire and everyone was just frozen there was you know it was just so you know I don't even know there's no words there's it was no words. no, no. You know, you would, the magnitude of what we were experiencing and seeing something that we've never, ever seen before. And it's like in your face, like we are frozen in time, you know. And at that point, you know, we just didn't even know what to do. And so at that, you know, all the cell phones were down. So I couldn't even get in touch with anyone uh, back home. And, you know, and that my daughter was back home and she was three. My parents are in India, so I couldn't call them, you know, and they, and they thought I was totally fine because they knew my, my office was in Midtown. So they were like, oh, Shalini's not going to be downtown, you know, and uh, so she's fine. And until they found out later that I was there. Um, but then there was this voice that I heard in my ear that said, get out now. And that was what had me just turn around, go right into my building where there was a subway station. And then we, and there was literally, there was a, a train there waiting with their, with doors wide open. And I went in, doors closed and we went off. And what I didn't realize until I got to my home office was, um, because everyone was crying, everyone was like happy to see me. And, 
you know, everything. They knew I was on my way because the internal phones in the office were working. So I was able to call my friend at work and just say, okay, I'm on my way, you know? So I was able to do that even though the cell phones uh, were down. And so they knew I was on my way. So when I actually got to the office, they were all crying because they didn't think I was going to make it. They were like, oh, we didn't think you were going to make it. We didn't think you were going to make it. And I'm like, I was so confused at that point, but I didn't understand why they didn't think I was going to make it. And then that's when someone told me was that after I got off the phone and told them I was on my way, the towers came down. So I didn't even know the towers had come down because I was on the train. Mm. And then it made sense as to why when I was on the train, the following stop come going up to Midtown was World Trade Center. There was all this smoke and we never stopped there. And I was wondering, why are we not stopping here? Like, is anyone on the platform? Anyone on the platform? And it just kept going. And then it did, and it just kept going till we got to Midtown. So that's when I realized with, you know, all the, you know, that it was, um, yeah, I was probably on the last train out. Yes, that's mm-hmm. what I was thinking. Yeah. Yes. Very yes. last train out of there. Yes. And so, so then that's what ended up happening for, 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 for months. I was, I had this internal, you know, I kept, had this internal struggle almost like, you know, like, what if I didn't hear that voice, you know, and then what if I did hear that voice and then I ignored it, you yeah. know, I wouldn't have really, you know, had a chance at that point if I was still there and the towers had come down because it was just, there was no way I was going to make it there, make it out of there alive. Yeah. If I was still there. Mm-hmm. So that just turned into a lot of quite, you know, questions answering, you know, I knew I had, I had a chance. I had a chance to do more. Like there was something more for me because I was saved, you know? And, and so what was that, you know? And that was like the journey to finding myself. And then I questioned everything in my life, my career choice, my education, um, my marriage, uh, how I wanted to show up as a mother, all of those things. Mm-hmm. All of those things. Like a near-death experience, you know? Absolutely. Yes. Yes. And, and that's, so I, 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 had to, I had to do what was true to me at that point. Um, you know, I, it didn't matter what the culture said. It didn't, it didn't matter what, you know, what the energy of, you know, just, it just didn't matter. It had to be about like, my, you know, I realized I was really living from a place, you know, of, from my head. Yeah. Yeah. An expectation. What was an expectation? Absolutely. Yeah. I think a lot of, um, we've talked to some other guests before and they've said, I was going to say that on a path in their life because this was what was expected of them Yep. from their parents out of love, out of wanting the best for them or Mm -hmm. who knows what, but they weren't following their own true passion. Right. And we were not, we weren't encouraged to do that. No. Right. And, 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 you know, and there's such high level stress, you know? And so what, you know, when I moved, so, you know, I got divorced and then I met my husband now, and that meant uh, moving to South Jersey. And I left corporate America at that point. Um, And that really became where I, I saw that just, it, it became about self-love and self-care for pretty much the first, you know, 
two years of moving here because now I'm not in corporate America and I had to like literally find myself. I didn't even know who I was. Mm. Like I have, I had no idea like what my next steps would be if I'm not working in corporate America. And I have this MBA degree, right? Like what, what am I supposed to what am I supposed to do with this now? You know, and now I'm moved to South Jersey where I didn't, I don't have either set of my daughter's grandparents that were helping me raise her while I was at work. And now I'm a full-time mom. I don't even know what that looks like. Okay. Uh, you know, even though I deeply desired to be a full-time mom when she was born, but that didn't happen. So I don't, so she was like eight, eight years old by the time I moved here. I didn't, I didn't even know what full-time motherhood <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> not easy girl <laughs> no no it's not it absolutely no way. not but um you know it really came down to you know taking care of myself and then it turned into really attracting all the people and all the opportunities and just being open to what those next steps were and that's when I saw that it didn't have to be so hard. It didn't have to be so stressful to find where you're meant to be. You know, if you, mm -hmm. you know, you took, I took care of myself physically. I, I found what worked for me with meditation. I worked, you know, I found my way. I was trying all these different things to see what resonated and what really, really felt good. And then I just practiced that over and over again for like two years. And the freedom of knowing what is my belief versus what was passed down to me, mm. you know, uh, what was the, you know, what was mine and what am I holding on to that someone else's? was wow. one of the most um, impressive <laughs> freedom, uh, life-altering experiences I was able to have with yoga and meditation. You just said that so simply, but yet Amy's face even says it, like yeah. the profoundness of figuring out what is truly for us and living our own life and letting go of other people's feelings, expectations, et cetera, is big, really it's big. really big. And it maybe even big. I think now the time in which we're in, a lot of people need to hear this. Like a lot of people needed to hear that. It's a great time for introspection. Um, maybe you did lose that job, that job that you've had, you know, that was paying the bills and there's nothing wrong with that. It's absolutely great. Right. But you knew there was something else. And maybe now this is the opportunity you take to be like, wow, what is that something else? And like you said, it becomes, I don't like the word easy. It's not always easy. It just becomes Freeing. Calming. What's the word? I don't know. But I, yeah, it's for that me. Was I huge. felt. I felt there was. It was a big freedom. Like I freedom, felt like. That's my, it. I felt yep. like my my heart, like you know, was free at that moment to you know to find what's true for me. You know, what's the purest, truest form of me of Shalini, mm -hmm. right? Then I can you know pour that out into my family, and I can pour that into whatever else the universe seems for me to want to do. But at that moment, this last 10 years of the journey for me, but I think the biggest thing that makes me sad is that we, that humanity is experiencing high level stress. That breaks my heart. That right. Because I remember that high level stress and I know that the world demands us to be a certain way and to live a certain expectation and to, you know, pay the bills and raise families and, 
all, all the things, right? So it, it, the, the level of stress is almost like part of the equation, you know, right. of how we live in this world. But now that I'm on the, on this end, you know, as far as if we can stress, you know, I, for me, I feel like stress is normal. Like, I mean, there's, there's a part of stress that we do need. I feel like it gives us mm -hmm. time to, you know, stop and reflect and really, really get clear as to, you know, what we desire and how to move forward. It also stress sometimes even actually gives us creative solutions that we might not even be aware of unless we were in that, you know, in yeah, that state of mind. But yeah. I'm talking, yes, but I'm talking about like high level stress, you know, that I feel like our country, most people are under and, and that just breaks my heart. So with yeah. that being said, and you're right, this is where everybody is right now because, you know, even the younger generation today that didn't get to experience 9-11 and what they're experiencing now, it's a whole different level for them and their mindset and their world versus us who all been through 9-11, which you were there directly. We all have different stories of how we experienced that and how that came about into our life and what we did moving forward. But what is your outlook or what advice I should, I guess I should say is knowing that you, you know, went through that whole experience in 9-11 that you just shared with us, where is your mind at now and how are you coping and dealing with all of this craziness with COVID-19? Is there anything that you can, you know, help us with in mindset wise, everyday life? Yes. So what I do, um, at least every morning is I, I have to breathe. So depending on how I feel, that could either just be three cycles of cleansing breaths, or that could be a full-fledged meditation for like 20 minutes. It could be that I have to walk for an hour um, outside. Um, it could just be that I need to just read or color, you know, but whatever that is that allows me to stop and be as still as possible so I can listen to my heart versus my mind. Because at that point, I need to know who's in charge for the day, you know? And, and that's, I just need some quiet time just to know, you know, which part of me is, is ruling right now. <laughs> and, then, and then, you know, and then kind of find the, um, the balance for the other. So like, I feel like in the beginning, I wasn't sure necessarily how to process what was happening um, because, for you know i did just didn't know that like how big this was going to get or what this meant for the family what this meant for our world what this meant for my students that i teach i i just didn't know how to process so i found myself doing a lot of things that occupied my mind you know so i did a lot of like i found like online courses i was like studying i was learning i was doing all of these things and i'm like realizing i was doing all of those things because i just couldn't find it in myself to sit and actually get true with myself and figure out what am i what am i feeling you know where where am i with this in my in my heart like am i afraid am i anxious am i worried like where where am i and i realized i was doing that so then i had to you know be very conscious so i think i'm just a little bit more aware this time that so many things could be playing and dominating any given moment and it's just a matter of taking a few moments each day 
and take a breath or, you know, do something that really brings the mind in, in a place of, of rest so you can just really check in with yourself and know what the body needs, what does the mind need, what does the heart need. So because all three of those things need something every day. I always say like a spiritual workout is something we all know and, or, and do, right? And then all, you know, um, a mental workout, whether it's meditation, yoga, anything that helps the mind, all of those things, you know, translates into the well-being and the health of your heart, okay? But we don't have anything that's a spiritual workout. Why, why aren't we doing that? And that's the missing link for me, I feel like, that if if someone can just bring that workout, that thing in their life, and it doesn't have to be so complicated, it could could be cooking, so I mean, and I say cooking only because I do not like to cook. (laughs) (laughs) That's me too. But I know people who love to cook. I love to cook. I do, I love it, I love it. Right, so for- And my husband. Okay. I don't, but you know, but that could, that could just be what brings you in the present moment. Anything that brings you into the present moment, whatever that is for you, I just suggest trying to do that because I know there are people have kids in the home, you know, uh, online learning. And as a mom, I know if if I had a little one, you know, or if I even had my daughter in my house right now, she lives in Florida. I would, I would just be making sure that my kid's okay. Yes. Yes. You're not checking in with yourself. A lot of times mamas are not, they're making sure everybody else is okay. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'm like you where I don't have that in my house now. So it's almost like the emphasis can be too much on yourself, getting stuck within yourself. So it's almost, you know, this is a tricky balance, right? And I think waking up in the morning, as you were talking about this spiritual workout, right? And, and how to kind of get control of the mind. A lot of people wake up in the morning and the first thing they do is they grab their phone and they start scrolling on their phone. And it's probably the worst thing yeah. that you can do. You are now being fed by the outside. Prior to COVID, you were in the comparison game of other people's lives, what they're doing. You're in judgment of what people are doing or not doing. Now you're just getting fueled with fear, Right. So I recently started getting up in the morning and I journal my fears to God. Uh, A mentor of mine had suggested to do that. And then I write out what I want, who I want to be on the other side of this. And I think about those things and I don't touch my social media. I won't look at my email, even if it says, you know, a hundred, which stresses me out on the number because I keep it cleaned out. But, you know, just staying focused in the morning, like you're saying, and I think that's made me feel more grounded. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I was leading with the heart in the beginning. As you're talking about this, I think everybody's, everybody listening is probably going to identify, oh yeah, I was doing this. I felt so much loss when this first happened. Mm. So much loss that I was so stuck in my heart and it needed my head to kick in and take control of that because I can go deep in the emotions. Right. Um, so that just really the balance of the two, that's such an interesting concept. Pulling yeah. together. Yeah, it is. I love that. Yeah. I think what's so interesting too, is that 9-11 led you, you know, to really dig deep and get you to where you are now in this healing process and sharing that with others and really following your heart. And now here at COVID, you are putting yourself into these different practices and online courses and you're learning more. You're learning more and you're sharing more and you're just like pouring your heart into yourself and onto others. Like it's just crazy how the different shift into yes, all of because that. I think every morning, um, for me, 
because I don't have little ones at home and my husband has an essential job. So he's working. So it's, it is just me. So I understand that that's also not, you know, the typical, you know, family situation. Um, but for me, I think the driving force is that um, I haven't forgotten a single day what high stress looks like. Mm-hmm. And I'm just so, um, I, I, I just like so deeply desire for people not to, that if I can just do one thing just for people not to experiencing that for even five minutes, yeah. um, like I feel like I've done what I needed to do because yeah. I just, I can, I cannot, I cannot see humanity the way it is right now with high level stress it it's it just breaks my heart so much that's you know that that's my driving force in the morning i just you know i i ask god you know the universe how how can i provide peace or some sort of stillness or calmness in you know a family's life whether it's through children or whether you know it's through the adults that are responsible for the children and for themselves um and then I just wait and see what divinely inspires me to do and then to share. And you have so many incredible talents and gifts. I've heard your crystal singing bowls oh, talk yeah. about feeling peace in your mind um, and just calmness. That's such a wonderful gift that you have. Um, and you do meditation teaching, right? And you teach yoga. Yes. Did and so, that, yes. So, you know, my comfort zone is not the video camera at all. <laughs> I know I have a YouTube channel. <laughs> I know, you know I, have a, I have a setup to be on video so I can actually share myself because again, reducing stress, high level stress is so important to me that I wasn't even thinking like, I'm like, I don't even look at my videos again. Nothing. I, I don't like the way I sound on video. I don't like the way I look on video. All the things I never I, I, I've told video. myself, you know, these are my stories, right? Mm-hmm. But all of that went out the window with, with what we're going through right now, because the you mission is, it, the mission is bigger. The mission yes. is bigger. Yes. It's the so, message. It's what you're putting out there. It's the healing that you're helping. And mm-hmm. girlfriend, you are beautiful inside oh, and out. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank don't you. be thank judgmental you. on yourself. Please don't. You have to accept it that you're amazing and just believe in it. Thank you. Your children's book too. So you're also helping children in that way. So that's another wonderful thing. You have the, the one children's book that you have is the sun. Uh, Hello, sun, moon, and stars. Hello, sun, moon, and stars. Yeah. So that's also translated into Spanish and the Greek version's almost done. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Because you know, not every child knows English. So, um, you know, and I love foreign languages. So just trying to, yeah. And then you were in Kate Butler's book, um, women who illuminate. Correct. In influence, the third influence. book. Okay. Yes. Sorry. No. Yeah. I know there's so many books. There are. The there now. are so many. Ones. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I was in a third book. You're yeah. such a light in the world, honestly, truly. You really are. Yeah. You are. What's your next thing that you are, your heart is desiring to do and to put out there? Um, actually, what we are talking about, it's, it's funny. I didn't think um, that this was going to come up, but I'm working on an online course, uh, which actually uh, brings you through the process that has helped me um, in talking about, you know, uh, working the mind and the heart together and to get really clear and to connect the dots of our life and uh, meditations, all, all the things. So just to return everyone to self, you know, their divine potential. Oh, that's so beautiful. Well, that's really exciting. 
Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Awesome. Well, how can um, our listeners find you right now today? Um, I think the, the best way would be uh, my website, www.swangoddess.com. Okay, perfect. But I am on Facebook. I'm on yeah. Instagram also. Okay. We'll put all that in the show notes, right? Yep. Yeah. What's your Instagram? It's also Swan Goddess. Okay, perfect. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for shining your light today. I wish that people could just see you right now on the Zoom. I have to take a picture, but you are just glowing and I just feel your energy through through the screen. You're doing an amazing job. Thank you. Thank you, ladies, for having me. Oh, for sure. That was great. Um, All right. So we're up with our do good story. So um, this is actually just a little bit different. This is about a couple that met in the uh, Las Vegas shooting well, that was last year, Chantal Melanson met her future husband, Austin Monfort, at the Route 91 Harvest Country Music Festival just 24 hours prior to the shooting. Um, she kind of had made fun of him for not wearing a cowboy hat, and they hung out during the concert, and right when Jason Aldean came on, they were standing next to each other, and that's when the shots started happening, and they were actually down there together he stayed with her the whole time they had just met. They were getting into a cab. They had finally gotten away, and there was someone that was actually injured, so they helped them into the cab. They went to the hospital together, stayed there with that person. Didn't know this person. It was to complete strangers. They went back. Um, Chantel returned to Canada. Austin went home to California. And after that, they realized that they had, they had a connection, um, and they started chatting. And then she said... Uh, prior to that, uh, Chantel said, Austin held me throughout the night and kept me safe. After what we had just gone through, he was my safe place. Um, and they just recently got married. So that's a oh nice little, God. you know, fun, positive thing that, you know, came out of something that was extremely tragic. So yeah. Yeah. Looking forward to hearing more COVID stories next year. Right. So that's, yeah. you know, yeah. Mm. More beautiful Stuff. connections beautiful. out of this and how people yeah. took the good out of, out of, And it really kind of ties in, interestingly enough, to your story about, you know, you got on that train. Like, there's so many things that aren't coincidences that were meant to happen, but like really catapult you into a different time in your life. And, and, you know, this, this is someone she's going to spend the rest of her life with, and he's going to spend the rest of his life with, you know, out of a tragedy that that I guarantee you they weren't expecting that night, you know what I mean? On either end. So, yeah. Mm. Let's go around and say what we're grateful for. Who wants to go first? All right, I'll go first. Okay. Um, right now, I am grateful for the unexpected gift of time. Mm, I'm home every day. And I, you guys know me well. All I ever say is, I got to get up. I got to go here. And then I got to go there. <laughs> and I rush home. And I got 20 minutes to get ready. And I can't. Uh, and I'm literally here every day. And now that I've embraced it, um, I'm being very productive. And I'm just really grateful for the unexpected gift of time. Yep. That's awesome. Oh gosh, man. I mean, right now I'm grateful for a lot of things, but I think I would have to say um, just being consistent and knowing that, you know, even though it's hard to not have the help that's out there because nobody can come and help or support on us. And it's just us under, you know, a roof of our time management. And even though it's stressful, I think just really no matter what, showing up for yourself, no matter what. My husband still shows up for himself every day and I step in and then vice versa. So I'm just grateful for our sanity. 
<laughs> for sanity. Yes. The little bit that we have, but it's still there. <laughs> awesome. All right. Would you like to go? Yeah, sure. Yeah, okay. Um, I'm really grateful for um, technology. I, I have to, I have to say um, yeah. because it has allowed me to know a version of myself I didn't know <laughs> was possible, and it still allows me to show up and uh, serve. So I'm super grateful awesome. for technology. So true. So yeah. true. Yes. Um, I just am really grateful for my team at the gym because they have really truly supported me as much as I'm supporting them. You know, just some messages here and there, um, making sure that, you know, I'm okay. You know, hey, you know, we plan on coming back, you know, because that anxiety, I really try not to think about. I'll deal with it when it happens. That was obviously a concern at first, but now I'm just kind of settling in and I have a phenomenal landlord. So, you know, things are going to work out in the way they're meant to, but they've all really I bought into some of the stuff that, you know, we do online and, you know, it just, it's really nice to have. Um, I can't say that enough that I'm very grateful for all of them. Every single one. It is an amazing team. Yes. You just feel like you're at home there that you know, everybody. It's, it's a beautiful thing that you've put together there. Yeah. The Lord it's has brought them all to yeah. <laughs> Like <laughs> There's a lot of us involved in that, but yes. Yes. Wonderful. Awesome. All right. That was good. Yeah, it was. That was very good. Thank you so much for listening. We really hope you enjoyed today's episode. And if you would like to stay in contact with us, you can find us on our Instagram page at Inspired Purpose Coaching, or you can find us on Facebook at Inspired Purpose Coaching as well. Or you can reach out to us via email, inspiredpurposecoaching at gmail.com. And if you like what we've been up to here on the Inspired Purpose Podcast and you're enjoying these episodes, please feel free to hit subscribe, uh, give us a five-star review, and any podcast love that you want to give us, um, we appreciate it. Let's Let's rise rise together. together.